Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, promoting female entrepreneurs. We're looking for your next inflection point. What is the next thing you want to get to? And if you, if we can help you with resources to get there, whether it's money or human resources or a connection to a partner or a contract, that's success right there. Recently, I had an opportunity to work on assessing the number of accelerators, incubators in the greater Washington region, and I came up with 128. That's 128 operating in the D.C. region. To talk about this trend and whether or not we're actually getting something for all that effort is Amy Millman. She is the founder of Springboard. Springboard is, I would say, the preeminent mentorship accelerator program for women-based businesses in the United States. Amy has been part of making this region grow for a long time. We've been co-ventures in many ways. Amy Millman, thanks for joining us. So what's your sense? It seems like we're over-accelerated but under-accomplishing in a lot of ways. <laughs> you know, Jonathan, you and I have been in this business for, a, you know, a couple of decades now, as if we want to admit it. I'm not admitting it. Yeah. I, I, I just left college. <laughs> and we and we saw in the beginning that the the excitement and the beginning of of people figuring out how can we help entrepreneurs get to that next level, whether or not it's raising capital or even figuring out what a business model is or whatever. And we learned in the process, I always say I have my PhD from Women Entrepreneur. And and what we've learned over the years is, is that there is no single pathway. There's no curriculum. You got to get out and do it. And yes, you can learn a lot from sitting with others who have done it or being in an accelerator program. But what we're finding now is that entrepreneurs feel that the only way that they, be, they can be successful is if they go from accelerator to accelerator to accelerator. And that sort of reminds me a lot of the whole conversation about the Small Business Innovative Research Program, the SBIR program, where you never actually develop something. You just spin your wheels and get your grants. Yeah, basically you get focused on getting your next R&D contract so you, you don't commercialize. It's the same thing we see in universities with tech transfer. University professors will do research and when the grant runs out, they turn to the next thing. But what you're describing, I think, is the key here, which is that what's happened is when you start a springboard and I used to start companies with entrepreneurs, there is clear a need for people to get mentorship and, and provide help. But what's happened is it's been systematized where there has to be an outcome. There has to be deal day. There has to be an equity investment. There has to be some sort of outcome. But the reality, and I think this is what you've learned at Springboard, is that there's no one-size-fits-all for the entrepreneurial journey. Mm -hmm. This is an art, not really a science. Now, there are metrics and things that you can put into place to sort of evaluate a lot of this is really gut on whether or not you feel at the certain time with the certain product that this company is going to be able to take it to, you know, a goal, whatever that goal is, whatever that that next. Well, we this is what we call this. You know, it's we're not looking for your exit. We're not we're not aiming for the exit when we decide to work with a company. We're looking for your next inflection point. What is the next thing you want to get to? Mm -hmm. And if you, if we can help you with resources to get there, whether it's money or human resources or a connection to a partner or a contract, um, that's success right there because that gets you to the next plateau where you can build from there. 
And this was something we learned a while ago is that we were talking about, oh, let's talk about the exit, you know, the end, you know, whether it's three, five, ten or never. And and what are you going to look like then? And somebody, you know, built some hockey stick thing. And then we we held them to that mm, you know? model. Yeah, the financial model, how how much was going to grow. You know, you're going to be a hundred million dollar or a billion dollar business in the next whatever. And it's just not, it's not the way it works. No, it's not. It's unpredictable. It's a random walk. It looks a lot like you're drunk if you're not in the middle of it. It really does. Amy, it does strike me, though, that uh, women entrepreneurs, so first of all, I learned recently that women entrepreneurial businesses significantly outperform, consistently outperform male startup businesses by a factor of 20 to 30%. It seems to me, however, that women do not get the same access to resources that men do when it comes to starting businesses. So, what does your experience for the last 20 years operating Springboard tell you about whether or not and, and how acceleration mentorship can actually have the right outcome? Well, what we have learned is that men and women are different. Unbelievable as it sounds. How are they different, though, more seriously from the standpoint of entrepreneurship? It's definitely a, a, a you know, people always say it's about risk. I think women are incredibly risky in their behavior. They just need to understand a pathway. Mm. They They're very, they think there's already a written pathway to success. And they need to know what that is in order to unleash their creativity and whatever. Actually, you know what's a really interesting thing we learned that I think shocked a lot of people? We did this study with Corn Ferry a couple of years ago. They looked at about 200 or so of our entrepreneurs and they ranked them according to certain criteria that they'd already evaluated their CEO, 150,000 CEO candidates. Uh, you know, Corn Ferry is the big search, mm -hmm. uh, executive search firm. And when the results came out on some very specific criteria, one of them was this sort of um, uh, you know, engagement with ambiguity. You know, are you comfortable with ambiguity? The second thing was, you know, a, a creativity. And, you know, are you focused on that aspect of things? And then the third one was emotional intelligence. And they were so shocked with the results that came out. Women were off the charts in their uh, comfort with ambiguity, with their their focus on creativity and their emotional intelligence, which you know people say women are more emotional and therefore more difficult to you know to get into the facts. Well, that's that a wasn't stereotype. The case. It's not true. It, and right. it wasn't, and it was there. They also didn't know what to do with the results because they're in the business of finding CEOs for corporations, and all of those characteristics that they said were important for 21st century leaders were off the charts for our women entrepreneurs. And so we had to kind of look at that and say, all right, well, duh, we know this about them. They're diving off cliffs without safety nets. How do we begin to talk about, you know, ideal leader, leader qualities? And can we actually look at their businesses and say, if they're actually producing more, could we possibly then ascribe certain characteristics and begin to train others for those characteristics instead of looking at command control and the kinds of things that actually, you know, we define leadership to be over the years? I think that's true. I, I look at uh, my study of organizational development through the Smith School where I teach, and 
command and control, top-down management, first of all, you can't get millennials to work in that kind of environment. Millennials need to be acknowledged. We've learned that through the show. We've also seen very clearly through the women entrepreneurs we've had in this program that if you want to get something done, give it to a busy person. <laughs> and often, uh, because of the way gender roles go, the woman in the family still has all these other responsibilities to do on top of an entrepreneur, so they tend to be much more efficient. Mm -hmm. uh, Amy, I'm sure some of our listeners are going to want to be more involved. If they want to be a mentor or benefit from Springboard, where do they find you? Well, we're at uh, sb.co. Uh, real simple. Uh, you know, we're trying to make all of this process pretty simple. So sb.co is uh, the way to find us. Everything that we do is on that website. Um, we also have mobile, you know, activities going on all over the place. Uh, uh, that's probably one of the reasons why I hire a lot of millennials, so that we can actually do that effectively. And uh uh, and we're all over the world. I mean, we just got back from Sweden, Singapore. We spent a whole lot of time now in Australia. A lot of these companies that we work with over there want to come to the States. Uh, the Israelis, uh, you know, now we're working on a fashion tech program where we look at analytics and merchandising and new processes for that very, uh, that industry that's in pretty serious pain right now. And most of those companies that we're working with now are from everywhere except for the U.S. Well, another reason why things get done here in D.C. Amy Millman is a regional resource and Springboard is organization. You should know if you're interested in promoting entrepreneurship in this region. And if you're a woman entrepreneur, you reach out to Springboard. They have resources to help you grow your business and succeed, whatever success means to you. Amy Millman, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. Our executive producers, Tracy Madigan, and our online contributors are Michael Hoffman and Barbara Ulrich. I am Jonathan Aberman. We tell you what's working in Washington, but we're also asking the question, what's working in Washington for you? So please let us know. We're on Twitter at What's Working DC. We look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, goodbye.